Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Stand by, folks. Good old Brian Rails will be right back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Brian Rails. Who the fuck else? And Lady Wynn will be taking a rain check tonight for the episode of Russell Radio Network on Monday. We're coming to an almost close of the year 2019 with a lot to report to you tonight. Well, technically, AEW was not on air, and NXT and its ratings. Continue to flail, but folks, tonight, let's focus on the go-home show for Survivor Series on Monday Night Raw. So you saw Becky Lynch come out. She challenged Bailey and Shayna Baszler to answer her call. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. Um, God, I don't think this is correct at all. The median viewership was 492,363. But, um, oh, this was last Monday. It says the most view was Lana claimed she is pregnant with Rusev's baby. Okay. So, this is six days before Chi Town's Survivor Series showdown. Becky Lynch comes out. Microphone, out come the Iconics, and interrupt Becky Lynch. 
not really. Keenan, why the Iconics are back. But anyways, we have a match because Charlotte comes down with the microphone. It seems like that was the theme tonight. A lot of mic time for both females and the males. A lot of, you know, promos, whatever. She got a thunder ovation, according to this review. I saw it, too. Baszler and Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke attack Becky Lynch or tried to after the match was over. And then Becky Lynch slapped the security guard in the face. That was pretty awesome. Um, okay, so Humberto Carrillo versus Carl Anderson. Okay, yawn. Saw this uh, last week. I don't really think this kid is bad at all as a wrestler. I just, he's not interesting at all. And in, when he talks, he's gotten a little better, but yeah, this wasn't really. They gave it a B. He defeated Carl Anderson. I don't think so. I don't know. Paul Heyman was seen in the back after that match. He got on. He said, imagine the reigning defending WWE champion will be. I'm sorry. I'm just saying exactly how I feel when I watch this. And Paul Heyman's a great speaker. I'm not yawning about Paul. He says he wanted to make it a no-holds-barred match. And Rey Mysterio reacted. <laughs> no way Jose versus Lashley. Oh, good Lord. Um, no thanks. Don't care to review that match, but let's move on. Seth Rollins versus Andrade Cien Almas. It was kind of a back-and-forth match between Seth and Andrade Cien Almas. And then the Lucha House Party from SmackDown Live, Team SmackDown Live, came out and uh, essentially ruined the moment for Andrade Cien Almas. They're trying to celebrate. And then, um, well, NXT decided to come out and... Um, they tried to attack. Actually, not. See, I'm going backwards. See what this does to me? So the Lucha House Party attacked Rollins. And then. Seth Rollins comes to the aid of Andrade for now. Because I guess they're on, they're on the same team. They held them off. That was a good, you know, that was a good match. And a good outcome, right? I know. Me being positive is kind of odd for some of you. Uh, let's see here. Akira Tozawa versus Buddy Murphy. Two former Cruiserweight champions. There's a lot of early chops in this match, and it's kind of uh, back and forth, boring. And then... Let's see here. Okay, so Buddy Murphy won that match. I didn't really psychoanalyze this much. And then... Oh, how did I put this? Eric Rowan... Essentially beat up this dude named... Alex Malcolm...
jeez. So Eric Rowan ends up being supreme dude, and I don't know what's in the kennel, but now I'm curious. Dog, cat, lizard, uh, scorpion, spider. I don't fucking know, but it's kind of intriguing me as all hell. What the fuck is in that kennel? I just want to know. I just want to know. Of course, Rowan defeated Malcolm. Jesus Christ. It was a horrible match. Um, McIntyre and Kevin Owens. Triple H. You know, brings his SUV filled with NXT superstars and those black Escalades or whatever fucking SUVs they were. And you see him talking to Kevin saying, you are different. You are completely different. They tried to mold you into something that you were not, but you got fired by Kurt Angle. You were fired by Shane McMahon. Kept bringing up Kevin's past and didn't even let Kevin speak. He's quite a good speaker on the mic. Um, Owens and McIntyre fought, and there was no contest. After that, you know, Hunter's music hits. Comes to the ring. Essentially tells Kevin, you could be a part of something great. And then in comes NXT and Bedlam ensues. So, out of that three-hour extravaganza on tonight's show, I must tell you, it was... Kind of a chore. Oh, yeah, Natalia versus Asuka. Mm. Asuka wins because of Kyrie Sane's outside interference. So, I'm sorry. I'm going backwards, but spending a three-hour extravaganza, folks, and flipping in between that and Monday Night Football, which, by the way, lucky, lucky, because in a few weeks, we'll all see the battle between the Queeps and the true football team. Some of you may laugh, but we all know it's true. Because Granny Hulkster is still in denial. I mean, she just now bandwagon shipped back onto being a whatever Kansas City catsup and mustard team. They don't even deserve to have their name being called. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. The three-hour extravaganza. I'm going to get sidetracked even more. What's up, UK? What's up, United States? What's up, Canada, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Mexico City? Hola. Now, let's bring it home. The three-hour extravaganza. About half of it was entertaining, to say the least. And I disagree with some of Bleacher Report's grades on some of their reviews on some of the matches. I'll be specific. Humberto Carrillo versus Carl Anderson. Do I care about this kid? Nah, he's okay. His high-flying ability? Can't deny that. His ability to entertain? There's no question. This kid's got ups. Not just only got ups, but, I mean, his mic skills are too little to be desired. He needs a mouthpiece. Anyways, and a match I was not too fond of was Natty Asuka. It had good, you know, psychology towards it. But... The 205 Live match between two champions, the crowd obviously was not into it. I mean, they showed respect for Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. Match was okay. Eric Rowan. Not really sure why 
he's facing cast-offs maybe because other guys had other involvement. Oh, wait, that's called the end of the show. Um, <laughs> Rusev Lana. Dang, uh, now he's got a restraining order. whoop de do. Please kill that fucking angle, please. It's not that fans don't want to see Lana. Actually, some of us don't. Not just her. The whole... The whole story in general is now getting to the point where it's like 1999, anyone? Sable, Mark Miro, Stone Cold, Deborah. How about uh, Rick Rude, Jake the Snake? There's just several fucking recoiling memories about uh, what's going on. Why are we listening to this? The most watched segment. I cannot, I'm still trying to wrap my mouth. No. What kind of falsified numbers is this? That Rusev and Lana got that much, that many numbers? Give me a break. I don't, I don't fucking think so. Owens and McIntyre, now that, by far, folks, you want a match, that was a good match. Of course, it was the main event, you know, because they had a lot of people flying in and out of the ring. There was a lot of, uh, Chaos and bedlam at the ring. There was no malfunction at the junction, except for the goddamn Philip Rivers. I'm just going to say it. Monday Night Raw, I split watching in between that and the Monday Night Football game. Just a little bit, folks. Just a little bit. Anyways. I must say, oh yes, even though I came on the show late, that's for good reason. Ladies and gentlemen, the following content is up for one rant, one rant, and it is for the undisputed, indescribable amount of rambling rants that get to a point. The following content of Off the Rails Uncensored Monday Wrestle Radio Network Edition has expletive content. If you have small children, please put earmuffs on their ears because you do not want to hear the amazing amount of raining F-bombs that you will hear. Also, words that are, should not be repeated by your younglings because it would be offensive to the teacher and he might get them expelled with what they repeat from my show. So please, again, I ask this as a disclaimer. This show has expletive language, adult content. Please do not repeat this to your young ones, your kids. This content is not suitable for, well, you get it, 12 and under. Any reproduction of the show, off the rails uncensored or reproduction of the title off the rails uncensored is punishable by the court of law and you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent and you will also be handed down a $45 fine off the rails uncensored is a copyrighted podcast March 7, 2016 and the official date EST <laughs> I do not own the rights Nikki Cross's Glasgow Cross. All rights reserved. WWE Incorporated. CFO. 
producer of Jim Johnson 2016 and also 2019. All right, folks, let's, let's get this fucking party started, shall we? Monkeys in the truck hit my music. Facebook, but tonight, we are discussing the possibility that NXT might be recognized as a top brand for the first time in its history. Now, it's been around since 2010, but it got a makeover in 2013-2014. All the performance centers, you know, you take a look at uh, the history of NXT. And you start to see why. Why the black and gold brand looks real good, even though their guys are, you know, not at the right height for what a wrestler's supposed to be. What is the, let me ask you that question, my man. What is the proper height for a professional wrestler, considering you look at AJ Styles, you look at Finn Balor? They're not that big. They are not that big. You look at guys like Big E and Adam Cole and Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. You also look at guys like Humberto Carrillo, who's, you know, maybe not the biggest guy when it comes to weight. But the title says the Open Door Challenge, NXT, Raw, SmackDown Live. That was probably the best portion of tonight's Monday Night Raw. Some may argue, some may say the women, you know, Becky giving her right hand to the security guard. I mean, dude, that's why it's so cool to have Becky Lynch, people like her. It's cool to have, you know, a contrast in Charlotte Flair. The Open Door Challenge is brilliant because Triple H basically stood in the back in Gorilla or back of the curtain and said, we open our doors to anyone and everyone. But I don't think people realize it was a bit of a chore, man, to get through watching the entirety of Monday Night Raw. United States Championship match. Mm, let's put this last way. Um, <laughs> okay. At Survivor Series, 
I'm going to say this. Honestly, the card for Survivor Series, I wasn't even aware of it until I just now pulled it up because they're like, well, you know, there's traditional Survivor Series match. Yes, I am well aware of that. I'm just going to, you know what? Survivor Series. Two thousand nineteen card. Oh please, please don't no, I just pulled up there we are. So let us see here. WWE championship match, Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. I think it might be a shock. Ray might win um Universal Champion Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. And women's champions, the NXT brand with Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch from Raw, SmackDown Live with Bailey. Mid card champions. So AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong. The Viking Raiders versus the New Day versus Undisputed Era. This is going to be amazing. These matches, those matches right there. All right, you got a men's survivors eliminate traditional survivor series match. So you have Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet versus Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, King Corbin, All Shorty G, Ali, Shorty G, and Braun Strowman versus Team NXT. So, okay. Keith Lee, Matt Riddle. You know, Pete Dunne wouldn't be a bad choice either. Tyler Bate would not be a bad choice. But you're going with NXT, so Donovan Dykojevic. Um, Cruiserweight Championship, Leo Rush versus Angel Garza. That's NXT. For now. It's going to be fairly interesting, folks. That's all I have to say, because the match alone or the matches alone, you know, that create interest for me would probably be not the elimination match, guys. Mm-hmm. The tag team match and also how is this the mid-card champions match? No, dude. The North American Championship, the Intercontinental, and the United States. That's like a dream match right here. AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Roderick Strong. I'm telling you, that match might steal the show. Also, Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Shayna. Old NXT versus new NXT. The Open Door Challenge. You want to talk results? I think that might actually help WWE in the long run. Because if there's no sense of urgency, then there's like no show. So I'm glad there's a sense of urgency and to put those guys and gals on the list and put them in an actual match at Survivor Series, that's like a fantasy match come true. Although some people have been saying NXT needs to go up to Maine and show them what for because to be quite honest with you, ratings of 2.1, 2.3 and 2.4 to bounce it out, kind of just puts you in perspective. So, let's see here. WWE, we're all results. 
So far in 2019, it says, are WWE viewership ratings not improving 2019? Well, let's see here. Oh, my gosh. So, it went from 3.67 in 2004 to 2.36 in 2016. It hasn't really increased. I mean, the average viewers. Oh, okay. In 2018, it hasn't really shown in 2019, so can't really make our judgment assessed on that. Oh, okay. WWE Raw bottom out under 1.3 million viewers on 11.11. Good Lord. That's not good at all. It's just the numbers don't lie, folks, because the quality of the show, it kind of has mixed reviews, if you will, not just on podcasts, but on blogs and whatnot. I know I'm not getting off track. I told you. Rambling and rants that actually have a fucking point. You see, with low ratings and then having the open door challenge on Wednesday and NXT, whether it's SmackDown Live, whether it's Monday Night Raw, Hunter said, I open my doors up to anyone. Might not be a good idea to say that in some instances, but who the fuck cares? You need ratings. You need... Something to get your show back in the fray. Or, you know what, folks? Here's the thing. They could just weather the fucking storm that is AEW and do the best they can. But then again, WWE has been through a war that Triple H was a part of, and they came out on top. So they opened door fucking challenges that sound like a monotone play-by-play. I don't like Vic Joseph, good lord. Um, Vic Joseph is not monotone. He's just... It's just there's so much wrong with this picture, but you kind of have to go with the, you know, the ebbs and flows of the show. The Open Door Challenge. Man. There's reasons why Triple H is brilliant. His brilliance was NXT. And it really kind of was like a mad science experiment, folks. So, to further this understanding, let me just point it out. Though there have been rumors about Hunter being let, or you know released from his duties in NXT, I don't know if that's true or not, but or it was just hearsay. But if he's, you know, issuing open door challenges and making effort to get people enthralled or intrigued back in the show, good lord! Um, just reading those numbers, one point three million. He 
even with NXT pulling up to the front door saying, hey, whatever you have, we have ten times better than that. Kind of sad. I am really sad that Monday Night Football is beating the ever-living crap out of Monday Night Raw. When it used to be the other way around, folks. It used to be that you couldn't even care about Monday Night Football. You could just record. And promote those who are in the independents, like uh, Kurt Gannon. Suplex the world, my friend. Suplex the world. All right, folks. That does it for the advertisements. Open door challenge at one point. The conundrum here on 11-11. So that was last week. 1.3 million viewers. That's, well, hang on. I mean, I look at this and it says the 19 ratings for, or the Nielsen ratings for the November 11th, 2019 edition of Monday Night Raw told the usual story about the state of WWE ratings. The average total viewership across all demographics throughout all three hours of the show was 2.06 million, according to F4WO online. A, record, a record low outside of major holidays. That is really, I mean, that's that's kind of unfathomable. Like, how how do you hit that low rating? I'm just curious because 
You know, normally near Survivor Series, you would have a higher ranked, you know, standing. You would think, but people, I used to watch this when I was this age. I don't watch it anymore. My kids watch it, that type of thing. But then you would think, well, NXT, maybe they watch NXT. Mm-hmm. That's about like uh, 34 to 40%. Just guessing the demographic. Actually, I'm going to be a stickler for stats and actually go for that. So, how many people watch NXT? Well, that was October 17th, so... Okay, NXT is normally two hours, so... Dear God, that's over one million viewers. So they moved to 2-0, and they beat NXT. That's an old, old article. Okay. USA Network NXT climbs in ratings with WWE Invasion Angle finishes 9,000 viewers shy of AEW. So that is actually not what it said. On Wednesday, USA's NXT drew 813,000 total viewers, 384,000 of which came from the advertiser's sought adults 18 to 49 demographic. On TNT, direct competitor, the All Elite Wrestling Dynamite drew 822,000 total viewers, 450,000 which came from the main demo. So it says, in other words, AEW beat NXT by a mere 9,000 total TV viewers. The gap among young adults was larger than with the TNT Pro Wrestling Series boasting a 66,000 or 15% advantage. So you mean to tell me that the Open Door Challenge, my friend, is going to get less viewers? That depends on, you know, the people's intent of watching the show. I mean, come on. You have SmackDown Live, you have Monday Night Raw, and you have NXT. Three variables, three combustible elements. And with Marlo Ranello announcing, and Beth Phoenix, and Nigel McGuinness, what do the announcers have to do with this? They're going to tell the story, what's going to happen Wednesday, because it's probably going to be chaos in the freaking parking lots. And on top of that, Aside from the chaos and bedlam that's going to ensue on Wednesday, or maybe not. Maybe it'll happen Friday because you have to build, build, build a show, right? In order for us to watch, watch, watch. I'm reading your question. And your question asks, 
what do I think NXT's chances are at Survivor Series? Well, seeing as how this is not Las Vegas, but if I were a betting man, I would say my money is on NXT. Why? Look at what main roster has done. Uh, some, you know, some good, some bad, peaks and valleys, highs and lows. You be the judge or judges. And with 15 minutes left in this show, I'm just going to say what I feel, all right? I normally don't hold back. So I watched, I've watched the transition from NXT up to, you know, USA Network. I miss the days when I could turn on my iPad or my TV and be like, man, I get to watch NXT for a whole hour. I miss that. But now they they move forward in competition, so it's definitely difficult. But seeing as how Triple H opened the door, there's a lot of like, oh man, that's this is something I want to see. If there's going to be complete chaos on Wednesday, hell yeah, I want to tune in every fucking Wednesday. I have been tuning in every Wednesday, but now it'd be like, man, the main roster gets to come here and visit and see what the hell NXT is all about. More power to them. I love, as a wrestling fan, being able to have intrigue, being able to be interested in the product. Because you saw guys there like Matt Riddle, you saw Keith Lee, you saw Roderick Strong, all of Undisputed, you saw Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole. Thank God I didn't hear the sound effect for that one. Baby. You not only saw those gentlemen, but you saw, well the NXT Tag Team Champions. Undisputed. You saw the North American Champion. You saw Tommaso Ciampa. You saw a whole bunch of people. Velveteen Dream. I've watched NXT felt like, you know, as a fan, been a part of the whole process since 2013. And that's before, folks, they went to a mainstream USA Network. And if you ask me about the Open Door Challenge, here's what I can tell you. Is Hunter going to play at Coy and just say, you know, be on your guard, everybody keep your guard up, this is your house, give them the motivational type speech. I love the whole story behind this. Because it's getting... Getting me to do something I haven't done in quite some time. And that's think about what could happen. What could be the result? Because if not, I was going to fall asleep on, you know, the whole thing watching Monday Night Raw was like me trying to stay awake during, oh, I don't know, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Which is like the worst Star Wars movie ever. 
Well, some may say return it, uh, you know. I'm not getting into that discussion on here on live air. What I'm going to tell you is I'm so fucking happy that there's some semblance of an actual story instead of the whole Lana Rusev thing. I did a very simple deduction in my mind about Lana Rusev. Just change the fucking channel. Why? Even though it said it was the highest rated segment, I think there's something wrong with those numbers. It's not just based off of one opinion. There are plenty of people sitting at home, twiddling their thumbs, doing whatever it is they're doing. But that segment is not as interesting as, you know, Triple H opening the door to SmackDown Live on Monday Night Raw. 205 Live, didn't matter. Does not matter. It's entertainment. For the love of criminy, man. Three hours is way too long, and I'll keep saying it until it takes you guys six to eight months to fucking change it. But dear Lord, the end segment was phenomenal. It really was. No pun intended ever, you know, because AJ Styles in the ring. Anyways... Is NXT going to come out on top? I say they are because even though they haven't been around as long as the mainframe shows like SmackDown Live or Monday Night Raw, they do present their case that the black and gold brand is not just about high flyers and guys that are not supposed to be wrestlers or wrestlers. Look, Entertainment value. Entertainment value. That's what Hunter brings to the table. And if he's being removed as a leader of NXT, said, you know, by a bunch of rumor mills, so be it. I'll still watch the black and gold brand. The open door challenge was an amazing angle to begin with. Why? Because... This is the type of talking the fans, we, should be able to be do. you know, this, this subject's fucking doable. You know why? Because it's not something that's being crammed down our throats. It's not something that fans would have expected. This is actually something that fans would be like, man... I'm glad they finally went this direction. They finally listened and made things possible for fans to be like, okay, this is relatable. This is watchable. Because if you don't, then, you know, we have the option of New Japan, Ring of Honor, several other wrestling organizations that are watchable. You know, and not just something that we, you know, watching now, be like, oh, this invasion angle, what the fuck? We're more 
for those of us who watch NXT, we are more in tune. For those of you who have not watched NXT, I suggest you hop on the network and watch so that you can make judgment calls. Because if you're just watching now, you're not going to understand why is this, you know, this scrub, these scrubs coming up to the main roster. They're not even ready yet. I don't know. There's some guys that are chomping at the bit to prove a point. And it's great because even though the ratings, even with the invasion angle is at a you know, a whopping 1.06, that's really, really bad. Because as of 11.11, I mean, that's essentially kind of like a... That's kind of a low blow, if you will, ratings-wise. So the company needed something to boost it up, make it interesting, make it worth watching. And so that, you know, the people say that they fall flat, that the invasion angle came too late. Yeah, you know, better late than never, right? As the old adage goes. And um, as far as the open-door challenge goes, I've mentioned it a bunch of times, like a fucking merry-go-round. Because even though a lot of you have jumped the fucking ship that is WWE and fallen in love, as some of you say, with AEW, that's fine. That's on your own accord. I say watch both and compare and contrast. But that's just me. Because I, you know, broadcast journalist in some way, shape, or form and have to report to you three hours of Monday Night Raw, which sometimes it's a chore trying to get through, trying to report this shit. And other times it's, you know, the show is enjoyable to report. But other times you throw your hands up and say, uh, Other times you say, you know, I have to report this for the sake of reporting and not sure how to relay it to people that this show was complete and utter crap. Other times it's like, man, what an awesome fucking show. The show should be like this all the time. It's hit and miss. For them to be at a low rating last week, you ask yourself, well, you ask them, you know, what is it that you did wrong? They kind of fixed it tonight. It did take about two and a half hours. You know, Kevin Owens versus Drew McIntyre was a good example of, okay, this, is this supposed to be a uh, a teaser for Survivor Series? I guess the answer would be, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the other reasons why I'm glad that he has an open-door challenge is because if he didn't, I'd probably be snoozing on my pillow. 
and thinking to myself, what in the hell can I do to get out of this fucking madness, man? But no, the invasion angle, yet again, it wasn't overdone. It was spread out. You know, the chaos was all over the ring. And true, some people say it was a clusterfuck, but I say... It was kind of, it was actually a success. Because sometimes your show, you know, Raw can be the show that lags and lags and lags. Why all the mics? Becky has to open it because she's like, well, you have to emphasize you challenging Bailey and Shayna. Why didn't they just have the females go through Bedlam? They wanted to save that all, you know, for the. The dudes, you know, SmackDown Live and Monday Night Raw and NXT. I understand. The women brawling, too, would have been awesome. That's my only complaint about the end. The rest of it was badass. Okay, let's get to the logistics of the title and fucking match. So, the open door challenge. This is going to be fun because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if there's going to be any confrontation at all. going to be fun for the first time in a while since uh you know OG there's always been peaks and valleys in professional wrestling so it's going to be fun for the first time in question mark question mark question since I'd say ooh okay 96 through 2002 say that as a wrestling fan because it, like I said it goes through peaks and valleys it's a great thing that Triple H it gave an open door challenge to Raw, Smackdown Live, anyone really so this would be fucking interesting to see what happens on Wednesday night the Wednesday take home before TakeOver War Games and also Survivor Series so for those of you who have not watched a War Games match do yourself a favor and watch a War Games match. Also, you can tune in Sunday. You know, the kickoff is like 5-ish. So, anyways, folks, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, and I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Next week, don't call Lady Lynn crazy because she ain't. She's just... Well rounded, and she's the bomb diggity. All right, on that note, tune in Wednesday off the rails uncensored. Same time, folks, 12 30 Eastern, 11 30 p.m. Central. By the way, Chiefs still suck. Go Raiders. We'll see. We'll see you in December. That's all I'm going to say. We'll see you in December. Just win, baby. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.